Yo, yo, a couple thoughts on Michigan State basketball. I haven't uh, done one in, in a while about this Michigan State team, but I want to talk about their last two games. They played Purdue, neck and neck, just an unbelievable battle that uh, they didn't come out on, on top. And then they play a very legit Rutgers team and get that win. And I was telling my brother Taylor, as I was watching the Purdue game, I haven't felt that good about a Michigan State loss in a long time. Purdue is a legit one of the best teams in the country. I think they have the best big man in the country offensively. I love a lot of the stuff that they're running. They have multiple scores on the perimeter. They're a team that is the best team in the Big Ten. And then there's a pretty big gap for whoever's going to be second. And right now, Michigan State is at the top of that next tier of Big Ten teams. And there's a lot of things that are still going to unfold throughout the rest of this Big Ten season. And there's a lot of games left to be played. Like there's 10 teams. If you look at the standings, there's 10 teams in the Big Ten separated by one game. So if you look at the standings, you'll see Michigan State right below Purdue. You go all the way down, I think it's like Maryland or something, and they're at the bottom. There's really only one loss separating them. Granted, there's a couple wins separating them as well, which goes a long way. But the point is, besides like Minnesota, anybody can win a game. Especially like if you take out Minnesota at the bottom, Purdue at the top, anybody really should on any given night can beat anybody. And we've seen that already. Um, We're not even through the the half slate of the Big Ten schedule. So there's a couple things that I want to point out. This has been a, this is the stretch for Michigan State in the Big Ten, right? They they go Purdue, third in the country. They play Rutgers, 23 or 24 in the country. Then they go Indiana, Iowa, and then they come right back and play Purdue, Rutgers, followed by Maryland. And Maryland is always a tough game for Michigan State. That's that's like a classic game every single time. They're in the middle of a really rough stretch. And if you said, hey, we're going to play these two ranked opponents at home, we're going to play pretty well, we're going to split those games, I think most of us would take it. As much as we would love to have pulled off, and I think there was, you know, you hate to say a couple shady calls, but especially like it's at the Brez. And there were a couple calls that that one hand check foul, I think it was on uh Hogard that was just like, or no, it was Walker on a ball screen. It's like, come on, man, especially at home. But anyway, Michigan State, the past two games, has played about as good as I've seen them play this year. You know, I've watched about a third of their games. So it's not like I've watched every single game, but I watched about a third of their games this, this season. And there's a couple of things that they have going for them that I really, really love. Okay. Um, They don't win the game yesterday without Jackson Kohler stepping up and playing big. If you would have told me that the role he was going to play, Carson Cooper was going to play this year, I would have said we're in trouble. If you would have told me even the the amount of impact that a a guy like Sissoku was going to have on on this team, I say, boy, that's not a good sign. He's been a pleasant surprise. He's not a player that I saw being a, a legit force. Boy, he's so much better than he was last year. Kohler and Cooper stepping up, being able to play minutes, and being able to really play above their athletic set. 
and above their strengths at. And, that, and that's one positive. I think, you know, they keep at it. They're going to get stronger, get more experience in a weight room. You, you mature as an athlete as you get into your, your twenties, you know, and it's picturing them as, you know, 22 years old and saying, boy, this, this is some players that, that have some ability to, to play the game is really exciting for me. They got out rebounded by 12, right? So as I'm giving those guys a lot of credit, they got crushed on the glass. And that was one of the worst performances I've seen from Michigan's state team was generally known for rebounding the basketball. Well, they got smoked by a Rutgers, like, man, they're good, but you should not get killed. It made up for it. in the fact that Rutgers shot two for 17 from the three point line. And as much as they got killed on the glass, the defense was legit. And that's not always the case. If you watch a lot of basketball, usually defense and defensive rebounding go hand in hand. You see a lot of, a lot of teams, unless they're a team that like presses and causes a lot of turnovers, but they're small. And so they do get beat up on the glass besides teams like that. Usually if you're a good defensive, sound defensive team, it also means you get solid defensive rebounds. This was not the case in this game. Michigan state played, in my opinion, some really tough, good man-to-man defense, and then they couldn't finish the deal. I mean, there would be like four or five people going up for a rebound. It seemed like every single time Rutgers player would come down. I think the first possession of the second half, Rutgers got like four shots at the basket to score. And so for them to be able to have a a game where they get out-rebounded by, I think it was 12, and still come out on top, it says a lot about some of the other areas and how they were able to contribute. I love the fact that Izzo is all in on Hogarth and Walker playing together. You know, in past years, we've seen one backing up the other. And for him to fully embrace, this is our backcourt, these two together. Yeah, it's undersized, but these guys play really well off of each other. They have very different strengths. There's different things that they bring to the table, and that makes them a matchup nightmare. I think they're arguably the best backcourt in the Big Ten. I mean, if you would have told me last year, like, this is going to be the best backcourt in the Big Ten, I'd say, no, it's not. No way. But Hogard continues to get better. He still drives me crazy with a little bit of the turnovers, which seems that way with not specifically him, like anybody that plays point at Michigan State, like the turnovers just seem crazy. But I get that when you have a very intense kind of style generally physical on defense sometimes that turns into hard to shut off as an offensive player and that can um you can have some unforced turnovers because of that with that said the combination of walker how well he's shooting it from three his ability to score off of the ball screen his ability to get into the mid-range and then you combine that with hogard who he does have great court vision He's doing a better job this year of setting the table, knowing when to slow it down. He's posting up. He's so big and strong. He's able to post up certain matchups, get in the paint. It's a very unique backcourt. You combine that with the fact that Hauser is starting to be the Hauser that I, I think we believe. You know, there's times where he'll make a move. He hit like a baseline fadeaway off of a post up where I was like, He's the only guy on that team besides Malik Hall, who's out, that could hit that shot, and he hits it. I think there was a possession in the first half where he hit like a jump hook. And I'm like, that was a legit 
skilled post move. And then he can step out. And if he's hitting his threes, their team goes to another level because they need shooting. And if they're playing Kohler and Cooper or Sissoku, any combination of those guys, and at the same time, it's two people that can't shoot out on the court. There, it's the the paint is pretty clogged up. But when we put Hauser out there, if he's able to stretch the floor, Walker's able to stretch the floor, and then you got some of the the role players who you have to at least respect, even if Aikens maybe not shooting as well or Brooks may not shoot it as well as you would maybe hope you have to respect them out on the perimeter. They'll shoot it. They'll light it. Right. And so that combination of of players is something that is really exciting for me to see, because I'll be honest, this team is playing better than I would have guessed. Like, I, I, you know, I'm always excited for Michigan state basketball I've been a Michigan State fan my entire life. And I was going into this season as like, you know what? Like, this is going to be a down year. Not that we're going to be like below 500 or not that we're going to not make the NCAA tournament. But as far as winning a championship, having a team that could get to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament, making some noise in the Big Ten tournament, this isn't a team that's going to be able to do those things. And thus far, they are a team that can do all of those things. And so I'm so, so pumped for the remainder of the season. There's so many more games that are like anything could happen. Purdue is the cream of the crop. I get it. But if Michigan State is able to finish in second or even third, my opinion, out of a Big Ten conference that really anybody could beat anyone, I'm taking that as a win. And I think that, you know, if they're able to beat Indiana, beat Iowa, right? So now that's a three-game win streak, and then they're taking some momentum back into Purdue. It's going to be tough for them to do some things better than they they did at home against Purdue. Now they got them on the road. But the thing is, the confidence level, those guys are going to feel confident because they feel like they let one get away they're going to feel confident that they can go down to Indiana and beat that Purdue team. And how special would that be? And so I'm very, very intrigued for this game followed by the next four, this five game stretch. We just beat Rutgers, Indiana, Iowa, Purdue Rutgers. If we could win three out of those next four games, baby, like it's, it's, a, it's shaping up very good for Michigan State because they're kind of halfway through uh, this gut check point in, in the Big Ten schedule. So very, very excited to see where that goes. Uh, we'll try to do a couple of these more. I'd like to talk some thumb, Michigan high school basketball, um, some different things you know I'm learning as far as different players and teams and programs and some of the things that they're doing well because I know we got some younger listeners that that listen to this and they'll get a kick out of some of those things as well. We give some shout outs to some teams and some players that uh, we got a lot of respect for as well. So stay tuned to the coaches or to the coaches. Edge. That's our, that's our main podcast to the diehard hoops podcast. Uh, Cause we'll be talking some more hoops as we finish out basketball season. Peace.